guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and today on the podcast we have Preston Mitchum from Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Preston is definitely one of the big stars on this show, and first of all, if you're not watching Summer House Martha's Vineyard, you gotta do it. It's only eight episodes, it's a fantastic first season, they have so much potential to bring even more going forward. Support this show so that we get a second season, because it's a really great cast, it's a really great group, there's good drama. They're funny, I learned a lot. And Preston is, to me, one of the biggest stars on the show. Um, you know, we didn't get too much of him, especially in the drama this season, but you know, I feel like we got a base level of knowledge of him and a really good impression of who he was. And he's definitely a fan favorite online. And you know, I think going forward, there's definitely a lot of opportunity to show more of him and get to know him even better. But yeah, I had a great conversation with Preston. You know, we were closing out the season, so it was really nice to get to reflect on the full season and this first experience for him of being on TV and showcasing these friendships and seeing how people came across. And you know, he doesn't mince words. He's pretty, you know, he was pretty ju judicious about the Jasmine and Silas of it all. You know, they did not come across very well in this first season. A lot of the you know, these throwaway comments and these little tips they had, they were really highlighted on the show. And I'm sure there are moments that were great for them, but you know, there's a lot of discussion about the relationship online. And, you know, we recorded this a couple of days before the finale is airing. And tonight he is getting dinner with Jasmine and Silas. And it sounds like that's going to be kind of the first big moment for them to really talk through some of these things and how they came across. And, you know, I think I agree with him where it, maybe it was just too soon for them to come onto a show like this as a married couple. But you know, you live and you learn, and it sounds like he has developed some really incredible friendships with other people on the show, particularly Jordan, who I had on this podcast a couple weeks ago. And um, yeah, I just loved getting to talk to him about, you know, I, th I think particularly the part of our conversation that I'm, that I'm thinking about the most is, you know, we talked, I've talked to a lot of people on the show about burden repre representation, you know, the idea that you're representing a lot more people by being on TV and whether you have that pressure to act a certain way and what have you. And, you know, as a black queer man, I wondered if that was even more intense for him, that that, that burden, and, and he had a fantastic answer about that, and we had a good discussion around that. And you know, hopefully going forward, there's not just one queer person on this show. We can we can have more. His partner can come, some friends could come, and there's a lot of opportunity again here for for a really groundbreaking show. Um, it's 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 fantastic show. Watch Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Listen to this interview with Preston. He's fantastic. And uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcasts. All right, so we are here with Preston Mitchum from Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Preston has undoubtedly been a fan favorite this season, and I'm so excited to have him on to look back at this first season and just compare notes. Preston, how are you? I am good. I'm always happy to hear the phrase fan favorite because you never know what the reception and perception will be, but it has been a wild ride and one I am so happy to have taken part of. Good. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like signing up for reality TV is one of those things where it's like you're taking a big risk because it's out of your hands in terms of yeah. how exactly you're going to come across or be received. And so it must feel pretty affirming to feel like, OK, people generally like me. <laughs> yeah. And, and like me for being myself, honestly, yes. like not not to shade, but to shade my friends. Like I have never wanted to chase the camera. And so I'm like, I will allow the camera to chase me. Some of y'all are running after the camera totally. <laughs> and I don't want that life. <laughs> like That is not the life I want. Um, and so I'm grateful to really be able to just sit for my little shade, my one liners and stay away from a lot of the fray. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad position to be in. Are there certain people you're thinking about when you say people who chase the camera? 
Oh my God, of course. Uh, <laughs> Bria knows she chases the camera. Like that is okay. not, like that's not even like uh like an insider <laughs> knowledge. Like we joke about it often. Bria definitely tends to chase the camera. Though again, she's still herself. Like that yeah. is that is Bria. You know, for me, it's always easy to appreciate the folks who you know, I'm like, you listen, you may say whatever about them, but at least you're getting the real them. I've seen so many, right, like shows and then met people where it's the exact opposite, actually, of who they are. Right. And that happens for a variety of reasons. But but Bria is the main person who I think of when it comes to chasing the camera, though, again, she's still fun and free-spirited. I mean, she, and she, she's made, she's kind of made for this. So I, I don't... She I, is. I, so she, probably, she would probably totally embrace that. that Reality that TV gold is Bria yeah. Fleming. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. So Preston, we we briefly met. Uh, there was a after the uh, Vanderpump Rules reunion. There was like a there was a watch party, and a lot of people from Bravo sort of convened at a bar afterwards. And we yes. were there till we were there till late. But yes. you know, I bring that up just because it, it was really cool. You weren't the only Martha's Vineyard person there. There were Jordan was there, and I think a couple yeah. others were there. There were some family camera people, some summer house, some original summer house people, Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool to see you guys already so kind of like in the fold with some of the people with some of the people from mm-hmm. other shows. And I'm curious if you can just speak to like being there that night and just being like, okay, like we're no, I'm in this Bravo family, and like you're really kind of being brought into in into this kind of group. Yeah. Gibson, I have to tell you that was actually probably so many things have happened, but that was probably the moment I was like, wow, this is it, right? This is happening. Because we actually went and just had a dinner. It was, you know, for basically out of the, the Martha's Vineyards folks, it was myself, Jordan, Alex, and Nick yes. um, in summer. And so we were really celebrating at Carbone before. And of course, actually, there were already some people before who were with us. So there were some folks from um, Family Karma, from Southern Charm, et cetera. So we were kind of already together and was like, well, let's just go to a bar after this, too. And it, when we saw everyone else, we just started to really hang out. Actually, Danielle was also at the dinner with yeah, us. Yeah, Danielle was there. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so when we all got there, and Amanda, like, it was so many people there. So when we all got together, it just felt like family. Yeah, honestly, like, I don't know what I expected out of the reality TV landscape, right? I don't know if I expected there to be this nice, nasty energy. But when I tell you it has been so lovely to meet people and how affirming they've been, how positive they've been, how much they've been willingly giving us advice, even if it's things we probably did not want to hear, it was clearly all rooted in you're new to this, but we want you to stay true to this. Yeah. So this is how you navigate these spaces and let's take a shot right now. That's, <laughs> and that's what I loved about it. That's so nice. That that's very bravo. I love that. You know, when you're, I mean, we're we're gearing the, the season's finishing up. We, there's one more episode, you know, we're talking right before this last episode. Mm-hmm. How has this experience overall? When you think about filming, watching it back, audience reception, all of that, how has this experience overall differed or been similar to what you expected it to be? The first thing I'll say is I think for people to do reality TV, they have to really think about who they are, the relationships that they want to maintain, and some of the difficulty in that relation, in those relationships, right? Because you never know how things will be aired ultimately. And there's a story that networks have a right to tell, right? And it may look different than what you thought you were giving. But the reality also, and I jokingly say, this is not abracadabra, right? Things can't be made up out of thin air that you do not give something about. (laughs) And so the reason why you don't see me running around fighting is because when we were filming I wasn't running around fighting (laughs) that just wasn't my reality of it I can also say though that for me the experience is what I thought it would be right like whatever I thought it was the reality of it and there are still situations where you're never going to get used to everything right right? you can't 
right? There's so many, you don't know how fans will receive you. You don't know how viewers will receive you. They can love you. They can hate you. They can love you episode one and hate you episode two and vice versa. So for me, most of it was just taking it all in. Yeah. Taking in the good, the bad. What is the expression? Like eating the meat, spitting out the bones. I think you have to become invested in the positivity around you. Quite frankly, I think it's so easy to read comments on Instagram as an example. And there'll be 25 comments, right? 50 comments. And there could be one negative one. And I think the human brain focuses on that negative comment. Absolutely. It's like, what happens actually if you focus on the 49 positive comments, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It pretend, yeah, it doesn't pretend the one isn't there, but like most people are watching because they actually appreciate who you are, even if they don't like particular parts of how you're showing up in episodes. Yeah. And also like you just, you just have to realize you're that nobody is for everybody like it just it, it, it people are gonna have a problem with everybody and so you just have to kind of like accept that truth and just you know you're, you're not you're not gonna be universe you you are very well liked on this show but nobody's gonna universally be liked by everybody and that's just but, that's just a reality also, i agree but you know what's funny about that too there were comments where someone was like oh i love preston i just wish he wasn't as boring as i as i want i wanted something else and i'm like you want me to oh, be please. messy is what you're saying <laughs> right exactly you want me to, exactly. Me, me to be the yep. messy gay queen mm. <laughs> and I'm, but that's the reality right some people lean into caricatures totally and i'm like that's not my representation and that's no, just definitely not gonna be yeah uh, but i'm like so if your idea of boring is someone who absolutely will just like sit back observe be funny yeah i'm very boring and i thank you for watching <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Still watching. Still watching. You still care enough to, to comment. Yeah. <laughs> Going off that though, I mean, in this last episode, we saw you host a pride party and you, we saw you on a FaceTime with your partner and we, we got to know you kind of in a different way, I think. And just kind of, you talked about your sexuality and, you know, I'm excited to get more of that hopefully in the future from you. And, you know, I've been interviewing a lot of Bravo people over the years. I've been, and, you know, something that I've talked about with other black cast members on other shows is, you know, with Maya and Sierra from Summer House, we talked a lot about sort of the bur burden of representation. That conversation was very, very much had last season on that show. I've talked to a lot of Potomac women about that. That's been a conversation on that show. And that's been a conversation on this show as well. I talked to Jordan about that when I interviewed her earlier this season. But for you as a Black queer person, I'm curious if, if that's, if you feel that any extra or how that impacts how you felt kind of like representing people on this show and being on TV. Funny enough, so the truth is yes and no. Yes, because I don't want, I, I think it's a fool's errand to pretend that the TV landscape is full of Black people and full of queer people. That's just not the TV landscape. That's not the film and media right. landscape. So I take that very seriously, right? I take it as a badge of honor to be able to be a possibility model for many Black queer folks who, frankly, probably have never seen someone like me on TV I, I sorely thank Bravo and NBC for this opportunity because they didn't have to. And the reality is, I think they and I even realized just how much of a deficit the Black queer experience have been on TV and film. At the same time, it is a burden, right? Mm -hmm. It is an exhaustion and, and it's a bur it could lead to burnout. I, I think for me, I've always thought through what the Black queer experience means and what it means for me. I can never pretend to be everyone's representation. Certainly that is not. never my goal. And I think the burnout comes when you feel like it is your goal to be everyone's representative. Hmm. I tell people all the time, like, I am Preston. This is who I am. I pray it resonates with who you are, but I will never pretend to be you. Hmm. And so I think that is what I always want to keep in place, right? Like, which is why I'm very serious. Like, identity matters a lot to me. My Blackness and my queerness matters a lot to me. And it matters how I show up, 
And it really relates to how I navigate spaces. But there are many Black queer people it won't resonate with. Right. Right? And they'll watch other shows that it feels a little bit more resonant. And they have every right to do that. So I think it's a yes and, right? Like, yeah, yeah I do feel this burnout. But I'm also so honored to be one of the people on TV who can even represent that because we don't have many opportunities in this space. Yeah, it's been, it, that's, that's a great answer. And so, and very incredible that you, again, have the space to do that. And, and I, I did see an interview you did where you kind of, you you did say that there were certain moments, not the full summer, but just there mm-hmm. were certain moments that kind of felt like isolating just as, as the only gay person on in the house. Yeah. Did, did you ever consider bringing your partner around like other people did or was that not... I did 100%. Yeah. My partner works in big law though. So like right. the time that he would have needed, yeah. would have, he probably would have had to tell them months before. <laughs> so it was just really difficult. So for him to take off any time to do that, but you know, fingers and toes crossed on season two and being able to celebrate and party together, Totally. Uh, but also the cast, all of them and my friends have met Donald. So they've hung out many times, like, you He's know, part of the crew. I'm just a shade Nick. It wasn't a Nick situation. Like they, <laughs> they fully knew who he was and, <laughs> know him they've met him before but it but it was isolating in some moments and I've had to frankly the reason even I wanted to throw the pride party I mean for many reasons I addressed it on the show but I think part of it was because I did address with with my friends that it was isolating and that they weren't asking me genuine what what it did not feel they were asking me genuine questions about how I was feeling my partner I feel like that happens a lot it almost feels like people just expect you to lean into the status quo and so it's always like, well, of course you're not like, you're having fun with us. And it's like, am I? <laughs> right, totally. Sometimes, but right. I'm like, y'all arguing about like, you know, how hot the chicken grease is. So yeah. I don't really want right. to. Right, but, <laughs> but I feel, I feel like, but I feel like a, lo- a lot of gay people know that experience that like operating in, in sort of a majority straight situation, you you mm-hmm. act and, and, and kind of interact with people a little differently than you would if you were just surrounded by gay people. And it's just Absolutely. a different experience. Yeah, Absolutely. totally. Like, trust me, the shade would have been much thicker if there were <laughs> much, more poor people. <laughs> perhaps too thick, right? Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to switch gears a little bit, Preston, because you were you were introduced to as somebody who Silas has known for a long time, your fraternity brothers. Outside of that, I want, oh, we'll circle back to him in a second, but who, who have you mm-hmm. grown closest to from this whole experience that you weren't as close to or maybe didn't even know before filming? The easy answer is Jordan. Yeah. Jordan and I are like inseparable at this point. I mean, I I can't think of someone who I've been more blessed to get a chance to know and build a friendship with than Jordan. She's just kind. She's funny. She's honest (laughs) about everything. And she just truly represents to me the women that I've known my entire life. Mm. Um, The women who, quite frankly, are frankly always like looked at a certain way and then are the ones criticized when they address how people are receiving them the ones who get criticized for very simple things for just being who they are and standing up and speaking up for themselves and really doing it in a way that they're still like no matter your perspective about me I'm going to be true to who I am and to me that's something that's so like beautiful and admirable yeah and frankly I think it's easy to be jealous of but you know, the reality is I'm also really close with a, quite a few of the cast members and friends who either I knew already, but really blossomed relationships with. So Summer um, is another person, Amir, Nick, and, and Shanice and Bria. Like, those are the ones who I'm probably, I mean, so really have. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Like, That's good. Yeah. I, I, am, I am grateful in that sense, right? Like, I yeah. have been able to really stay friends and really build beautiful relationships with a lot of these folks, many of whom I did not have a chance to know before at all. 
Yeah. And that, and that bodes well for, again, knock on wood another season where you guys are just, these connections are just deepening and deepening. And that just makes for, that's good. That, that always just makes for better TV, honestly. So you and Jasmine recently had this back and forth that I've seen kind of picked up on Twitter where, you know, you you said two things can be true at once. Bria can be manipulative, but Silas can be controlling. She Uh said, she was like, that's your line brother. Right. And you said, correct. And that, and that I've seen that screenshotted a bunch of times and it's, it's made the rounds. You really you stood your ground in your opinion, which I think was really admirable, and and I wouldn't expect anything less from you. But I guess just like going off that, how yeah. has this whole experience changed your perception of Silas and his relationship with Jasmine? Because I feel like it yeah. seems like perhaps more things are being uncovered either through the experience of filming or just through watching it back. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, the the real answer, then the short answer is I don't know if I would have done this if I had just got married. Right. That's just the honest answer. And I think sometimes when you regret certain decisions, it's easy to blame other people for their feedback as opposed to being introspective about your decision. Hmm. Um, and I think that's been really challenging for both of them to navigate, frankly. I'm grateful that we're still friends. I'm grateful that we're the type of friends that will be able to have a very hard conversation. We're we doing dinner tonight. <laughs> um, okay. And, I, you know, so I, and I, so I think it's, I'm always going to be an honest person. Yeah. I'm always going to be direct, but direct and honest doesn't have to hurt. And there's this idea that being honest has to be brutal. And I just don't believe honesty needs to be brutal. Um, I believe it needs to be honest. And there is a way to have that conversation rooted in love, even when it occasionally will hurt in the moment. Hmm. And the reality is that I do believe that there is some regret in the decision of doing it for them. And I just really pray that they can navigate in a way where they can still stay healthy and happy and not blame us, right, for just reflecting our, our experiences in the moment as we're filming and as, frankly, as we're not filming, yeah. right? Because the reality is you film, but guess what? You stop filming and you still have to figure out what your relationships look like on non-camera times. Mm-hmm. And that is the part that I think people don't really reflect a lot about after. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, there, I feel like, you know, you click on the Summer House MV hashtag and there's there's a lot of discussion about them and their relationship because it's, I mean, yeah. it's one of the focal points of the show. And it's, it's. I think a lot of people are, are surprised about just sort of like how much we've seen of that. And you have to be you, a strong person, I think, to put your relationship oh, on 100%. But, but I agree right. with you that like it was maybe too soon for that for that to happen. And mm-hmm. and. I know you said you're getting dinner tonight. Have you talked mm-hmm. to them at all about their, because they haven't really said much publicly about how they're feeling about it all. Yeah. Have you talked to them in private about or off camera about this or is it, or is tonight sort of your first big conversation about it? Both, but tonight will be the big one. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think, I don't think it's just too much rocket science. If I'm being very honest. I mean, I, I think there's always going to be a lot of conversation after the fact and that they will really navigate this after the fact. It's it's clear they love each other, right? Right. Like, I don't think anyone would just go put through themselves through a process like this without that. It's just, a, it's just difficult, right? Yeah. It's difficult to have your relationship amplified and, and mostly like the challenging parts of your relationships amplified, right? And that's, that's just what it is, right? Yeah. This is what we signed up for. And someone really explained it to me brilliantly before we started. They were like, you signed up to be other people's entertainment. And you have to figure out how strong enough are you for this. Right. And that's just not everyone's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to always admit too, I'm like, my experience is different than a lot of people's experiences, right? Like being that I know many people do care for my representation, 
I'm not receiving the inbox messages that some other people are receiving, right? So I also have to be honest with myself around like, yeah, it's maybe easier for me to navigate some of these conversations more recently than some of them. And then the nature of just like friendship, right? Like who can yeah. lean on, who can count on and trust after that? Yeah, totally. Well, I'm I'm glad that it sounds like, you know, maybe the relationship has changed slightly, but it sounds like there's still that open dialogue between you guys. And, you know, and then that's, I'm glad that that can still continue regardless of whether they stick with this or, or they can figure out mm -hmm. their own things, but it's definitely- I mean, and I'm always be honest. So I'm like, yeah, listen, it's, yeah, it's, want it's my honesty or you don't? Listen, I mean, I think it's like, I think it gets back to something you said at the beginning, which is like, nothing that we're seeing on camera on the show was made up or didn't happen. Like these are things that happened. They might've been edited a certain way or highlighted, but you know, these comments and these and these little interactions happened. And, and I think- Can that you that, imagine? It's always easy to blame editing if you look poorly. Right, exactly, exactly. Right, it's like you're not blaming editing when you have a, a beautiful moment. Exactly. So it's like you have to really take both of those experiences together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that even if it's a throwaway comment that's being highlighted, it was still a throwaway comment that happened. And I think that it's, hopefully this is just a, a moment of introspection, I think, for them and their relationship. You know, we mentioned Bria, early, who, Bria earlier, who is, again, fantastic reality TV. And she hasn't, yeah. she's ruffled a lot of feathers. And I think that she's produced some great moments. I think the two biggest situations, obviously, were with, Milo the dog and with her boyfriend Simon which of those two situations did you feel the most strongly about either way like because I feel like a lot of people had opinions on both but what for yeah. you personally what did you feel most strongly about Simon I actually felt more strongly about Simon than Milo my I have a dog so that's probably why like right. I'm like I don't have allergies I love dogs <laughs> like you know and Milo was just so sweet like it, yeah Milo was probably the best housemate, self included in that, right? Like, <laughs> I was just so chill. So I, I always defend Bria in this moment, right? Bria did say a week. Like, there was no, like, Bria was clear to us in that moment. It was a week. My issue was more so even the idea that this is a vacation and that you're bringing an additional guest. So it's like your dog, your mama, your daddy, your boyfriend. <laughs> like, who else can now come we're all moving family? in right exactly <laughs> so mine was more pragmatic than anything else okay. okay but but Simon was so great honestly he he just kind of got in where he fit in he didn't make the house for my experience more rambunctious he did some silly things every now of and course. again yeah but it wasn't anything too rambunctious Bria certainly didn't love everything but that's just the nature of partnership right you're going to be pissed at your partner one day and then love them the next day yeah, a hundred percent. It's just funny because the the lead up to both of those things were were so kind of heated and and there was so much discussion. But then ultimately, yeah. neither of them really were that much of a problem in the house. Which is it was just funny how it all kind of played out. Which yeah, you know, well, as I tell Simon, I need a couple more watches for you to stay in my good graces. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, Preston, that Mariah should have been voted out of the house? So I have many feelings about this. And I think the best way to sum up my feelings about this situation is I've known Mariah for years. Mariah wasn't being her full self. I think there was just many experiences that she needed to want it to and needed to tend to at home. And I do take very seriously that that was a moment of escalation, whether the push looked white or not. Right. She shouldn't have put her hands on Bria. And so I think that was a difficult part. What I can also be honest about is that I I was a little surprised in the moment that Jasmine didn't fight harder for her friend. Mm. Um, that's just my reality, particularly looking back, because if folks remember, I actually was not, like, this was a day I had a lot of meetings. So I missed 
frankly, the moment of Amir saying that he did it, I missed the initial interaction with Bria and Mariah. So a lot of it I felt uncomfortable speaking about because it was like, I wasn't there, but a lot of it, it was people had the same story. And I think once people have the same story, there has to be some truth to it. But I think Mariah deserved a little bit more from, from some of our house members and hindsight is always 2020. Yeah. And I think the, the, the sort of hashtag justice for Mariah move, movement that I've seen on, on Twitter is, I think, indicative of how a lot of people feel about it. Um, yeah, even though I, I I want us to tread lightly with the word justice there. But, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. No, I know, I know. <laughs> no, but, and no. I also think compared to the other vote out that happened the same night, I think, oh, it, you know what I mean? No. That, that's also, it was, the, it was the comparison. Yeah. Correct. Because to be clear, there are two very different people. Yeah, very much. So Preston, last question. I mean, we, we've alluded to that. We, I hope, I think you hope that we have another season that, what, that, you know, we get another chance at this and to continue to build this show, which I think has been received so well what changes do you hope to see to the house or what or just how things run this summer yeah I mean that's such a trick oh you try to get me in trouble so like uh <laughs> so I I mean the reality is this I'm just gonna be real I mean I would love more of my story told um mm -hmm. I think a lot of viewers want it the same you know but there's so many of us right that there's ever going to be a perfect way to do that I watch reality TV all the time, right? So like who gets their story told episode season one, you know, gets their story told season two sometimes, right? Like I, I am, I'm clear where I am, right? And so that, that's one thing though, as I wish I was able to have my partner there. Again, that was, it was his job, right? But I wish I was able to have him there so you could see a little bit more about me and our relationship side and friendships. I I would absolutely have more, uh, a couple more queer people so I can just throw more yes. shade to them and with them, <laughs> you know, and sign me up for house hosts. I will be the best house host ever. Yes, but, 100%. <laughs> you still see I cook, so, but... <laughs> you know, they won't yeah, go hungry. Me and America cook for the house. And I think when you, when you think about, like, how much of your story got told, I think it's difficult that there's, there's only eight episodes. There's like, you guys have a lot of people in your house that have come in and out. And it's, it's a lot of, Correct. it's a lot. And so I feel like, just as some, just as a viewer, I do think that like, you know, on a base level, we got to know a good amount of you pretty well, just, I mean, sure. all things considered. And so, and I think, you know, when I think about original Summer House and how taking Danielle as an example, we didn't get to know her, you know, really deeply until like three or four seasons in. So Correct. sometimes that's just, so I hope that you guys can just like keep that in mind because it's, it's kind of just like a, it's like a timing thing. You know what I mean? So that's what I say. I realize where I am, right? It's the real yeah. It's like you have eight episodes this season, right? It's like how how do you want everyone? You can't like you just yeah. you literally cannot. Yeah. Um, there's certainly ways that I think we all think can be made better in certain moments, but I'm it's sure. like it's just impossible. Yeah, totally. Um, and then that's why you hope for additional seasons to explore yourself and to hopefully figure out you don't need to to go back to the beginning, chase the cameras. There we go. Well, Preston, this has been so much fun getting some time with you. Again, knock on wood. Yeah, I, you, I want you guys to have a season two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like I just. I, I can't think of a new Bravo show that ha that I felt that has been so promising in recent memory. And it's a great, you're, great group, you're a great group of people. And um, I just, I hope to see more of you guys on my TV soon. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been course. a pleasure. Thank yeah, you too. You. We'll talk again soon. Talk again. Bye, Preston. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to We Should Talk. I hope you enjoyed the interview. You can find out more about In The Know at inthenow.com. You can follow me, Gibson John, at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram. And you can listen to all of our interviews, past and future, by searching We Should Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Hope to see you next time.